Yo, yo, everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Football Dominators. I'm your host, Jake, joined as always by Andrew. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? It's been a while. It's been a little while, but we are back. Excited to do another show. What's been going on with you, man? Man, I've I've had a crazy, crazy few weeks. Uh, I think the last time we talked, I don't even think I've been to that Cavs game. The last time we talked, I got to see LeBron hit that game winner against the Raptors. Uh, been to the zoo, been working. Today I have a wedding in like three hours. I'm in one of my one of my buddies' weddings, so I've been pretty busy these past few weeks. What about you? Yeah, man, that's awesome that you were at the uh, Cleveland game. Uh, not really sure what's going on with them right now, though. But uh, oh, they suck. Yeah, man, I've just been enjoying the playoffs also, and and working my ass off and. That's about it, dude, but excited to be back, and we're inching closer and closer towards the fantasy season, man. It's getting there. It's coming upon us. It's all all starting to, to come together. Um, some exciting news came out yesterday. Cleveland's going to be on hard knocks. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped to watch the Browns on hard knocks. Me too, man. It, I saw a lot of people complaining, like mainstream, mainly Stephen A. Smith, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't I'm, count. I'm super excited, dude. Just If for nothing else, just to watch David and Joku. But wow, the whole the whole team, jo- man, exactly. it's going to be gonna fun be, to watch. It's going to be nuts. That's that's the perfect team to have it, I think. I mean, Baker Mayfield, yeah. that's going to be good TV. And be a, a Super Bowl contender for sure. So, I mean, I love it. 100%. <laughs> what about uh, – I don't think C.J. Anderson had signed the last time that we talked. What do you think about him going to the Panthers? I don't think he had either. Yeah, I kind of – I mean, I think everyone sort of saw it coming after they – they didn't draft uh, a running back really high. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's not going to be – he's not going to get 300 carries, you know what I mean? So they have to bring in a, a first and a second down guy. I I like that for – not only for C.J. Anderson, but, I mean, I don't hate it for, for Christian McCaffrey either. Um, so I I think C.J. Anderson moved up moved up my rankings quite a bit. I think that's that's about as perfect as, as a fit that he could have gotten, in my opinion. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, th- I think it gives CJ like back end RB two or just you know flex level consideration, but I don't think it hurts Christian McCaffrey at all, which is the good yeah. thing about it. And like we all know, McCaffrey's never going to be like you said, getting three hundred carries. He's always going to be splitting with somebody. And CJ Anderson is an upgrade over Stewart, but at the same time, he's not going to take too much away from McCaffrey, especially when you factor in he's going to get a hundred targets. Just immediately so exactly i like that for the team as a whole i thought that was a right. really really smart decision what do you sign like they sign a one-year deal too yeah it's just a one-year deal so, so i mean it's not a big not a big deal but it's it's good for the team and it's not going to hurt mccaffrey for sure for sure you got any other news you want to talk about i'm in a startup draft right now it started like two hours ago that's oh, about okay. it <clears throat> you finally i might be picking during the pod you guys finally started that up yeah, man, we're finally rolling. This is a super flex tight end premium, kind of a standard league nowadays. So, picking eleventh. Eleventh. Who are you targeting at eleven? Hopefully, a quarterback, maybe like a Deshaun or Russell Wilson, and love to get Michael Thomas there. Maybe have to grab a running back the way things are going now, but we'll see. See, mine Saquon was just opposite. went one hundred three. Ooh, mine was the opposite. I was in a fourteen team uh, super flex startup tight end premium as well. I was picking from the ten spot. And Odell fell all the way to me at ten. Wow! And then on the way back, Mike Evans. That's so, pretty nice. Yeah, like I didn't even have to think about my first two picks, so it was pretty easy. Yeah, man. Hopefully, it falls in a good way for me. Um, we got an exciting show today, though. We're going to be going through our running back rankings, and um, I think we'll probably have a few differences, but at the same time, I don't think it'll be too crazy knowing us, but. I am uh, pretty excited to get into it, man. You ready to roll? Let's do it. All right, man. Get a star with your number one. So, number one, I think we've already kind of covered um, our top fours, but we'll go ahead and run through it again since it's been a while. My number one running back is Todd Gurley. Me too, man. There's And there's not a lot to say about that guy. Yeah, I mean, you got to put him at, at number one, in, in my opinion. Um, number two, I have Zeke. And I got left Bill, so let's get it started right there. Why do you have Zeke above Bill? So that's, yeah, flip-flop for me. I've got Levitt at three. I mean, Zeke for me, whenever it comes to dynasty, I mean, it really just all comes down to mileage and comes down to age. 
So, I mean, I'm not denying that Le'Veon Bell is a better NFL running back than Zeke is, but he he's had injury problems. I mean, Zeke's only 22 years old, so I'm going to take the youth. Whenever it's that close for me, I'm going to take the, the younger guy, and he's proven that he can be a, a top NFL running back. I mean, just look at his, at his stats. If he can stay out of trouble, then he's going to be an elite running back for, for years to come. Yeah, I can't blame you there, man. That's just I could easily have Zeke at two myself. I like Lev Bell. I think he's he's the type of player. I think he's getting smarter as he plays, and I think he's developed. He's so good in the passing game, and he's, he runs so smart, so patient. I think he can prolong his career a little bit longer than than most people think. But I, I definitely don't blame you for having Zeke there, man. That's who do you got at number four? So number four, I got Saquon. <laughs> I don't hate it. Tell me about I, him. I went ahead and did it. Um, I mean, you can't deny the the 101 rookie. So everyone, the hype train's out of control, maybe. But if there's any guy who can live up to the hype, I think it's this dude. I mean, literally, I cannot look back and think of another guy who's been this hyped up for so long. And now, I mean, it, it seems like he belongs. And I don't really agree with the New York Giants taking him that high in the NFL draft same time I like the fit I mean they don't have another running back that's gonna take away carries or touches I think he's gonna be a a three down back from the get-go kind of like what we saw with Zeke a few years ago with the Cowboys and I really think that offense for the short term is gonna be amazing they're gonna be putting points up on the board like no other Um, whenever you look at all their other offensive weapons you got OBJ coming back Sterling Shepard he had some injury problems last year. He's coming back. Evan Ingram, one of the best young tight ends in the game. And then you have a capable veteran quarterback in <clears throat> Eli Manning. So I love all signs pointing up for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, man, he's pretty much guaranteed to get 300 touches just immediately. And he's definitely the most hyped prospect that I remember. I think a lot of that's got to do with how good running backs have been the last couple of years, starting with Zeke, you know, Gurley, Fournette, Kamara, everybody from last year. So we're expecting that from him and more, and he's going to have every opportunity to do that. So I definitely don't blame you for having him there. I got Kamara at four, and we all know about him. He's a freak. The Mark Ingram news helps a little bit, but even without that, I mean, he's going to be their guy moving forward. I don't think Ingram's even there after this coming up season. So um, he's, I think, the closest thing that I'm we've seen right now in the league like to a like, LaDainian Thomason type of player, you know what I mean? with the passing upside. So I think he's pretty, he's locked in there for me at number four. I have Kamara down at, down at six, but not too far off there. Uh, I was just thinking like really outside of Gurley at number one, I can't really think of any question marks with Todd Gurley, but all these other guys I could, I could, you know, come up with something like Zeke is the off the field issues. Love Bell's the injury history and the contract. Saquon's a rookie, David Johnson, the, the wrist injury is getting up there in age now. Um, Camaro, we've only seen one year from him. Like all these other guys have question marks, and that just solidifies Todd Gurley even more for me now that I'm thinking about it. They got they have question marks. I mean, all the way down the list now. You know, after oh, Gurley, yeah. I mean, it's you could really make an argument to shuffle these guys however you wanted to based on those question marks. I got David Johnson at number five. You mentioned him as far as just a football player. He, I mean, he. He might be number one based on what we saw a couple of years ago, but he is, he's up there in age and I know he doesn't have a lot of mileage, but that team is looking pretty trash right now. Um, really, it could change quickly if David Johnson looks exactly like he did a couple of years ago, but right now I got, I got some question marks, you know, like you said. So what do you think about him? I have David Johnson at five as well. Um, I seen a report the other day where he still, he still wanted to get that, thousand and thousand mark and if there's any guy in the nfl that can do it uh, i think it's either him or or love bell um like you said he might be the best all-around running back he's so good man. like i mean we forget so quickly this guy was the 101 in a lot of dynasty startups last year um and i mean everyone says he's like injury prone no, but no it's not that he's not i mean he had like an mcl sprain he avoided surgery and then this wrist injury was kind of like a freak injury. I mean, and that's not – it's not like he, you know, 
pulled his hammy or tore his ACL or, or something like that, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to bother him in the future. So I'm not worried about that. And like you said, um, I think he's like 26, but he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. So I'm, I'm fine with that as well. So that's why I have him locked in at number five too. Yeah, man, I like David Johnson a lot. Number six is where I have Saquon. Okay, yeah, we just flip-flopped Saquon and, and Kamara there. We've already already hit on that. So who you have at number seven? Seven, I got my boy Leonard Fournette. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this season right here, man, because not only is he getting a lot of volume guaranteed, he you're, he's playing on a team that has such a good defense. They're going to be in control of pretty much every game they play. And his skill set is to be that that grinder, that pounder. He's going to get 300 carries easily. Um, I'm really excited about him this year, man. They made some upgrades to the offensive line. And like I said, they're just a really good team. So what do you think about Leonard? Yeah, I don't hate it. As you know, I'm not a very big Fournette guy. Um, but I will agree. I mean, these next, you know, six, seven guys, you could pretty much put them in, in any order. It's just preference. Uh, me personally, I like – being a, a PPR, I like a, a more pass catcher. So that's why I have I have Kareem Hunt next, which I'm surprised at how low some people have him ranked. Um, I mean, he came in the league on fire. Obviously, he had some, some downtime. I, I contribute that more to play calling than him because um, the last two weeks of the season, he had, you know, over 26 carries, and he absolutely tore it up. But before that, I mean, he was getting like eight and nine carries a game. Like, you can't expect that much. I think they know what they have in him now, and I think he's going to be the, the three-down workhorse. And I love what he can do catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he almost had 500 um, receiving yards on, on 53 receptions last year. So I love that that little extra pass-catching ability. That's that's what made him, him jump some of those other guys for me. Yeah, I, I like Kareem. Uh, just food for thought, Leonard had 36 catches in 13 games. Just you know, so he he probably would have been around forty five, close to fifty, if he did play a full season. So I think Leonard is kind of underrated on that pass catching. But as far as Kareem goes, uh, Andy Reid was fucking up last year, dude. Like I don't know what was going on during the middle of the season. As soon as he turned it back over to Matt Nagy or let Nagy run it, we saw Kareem kind of return back to form. So I, I kind of have my concerns because from what I've read, uh, Andy Reid is play. He's calling the plays this year. Ooh. And then, and then Spencer Ware is back, and Spencer Ware is not old, and he was really he played really well, you know, year before we last. So, oh yeah, not, Spencer not, Ware not will be I involved a little bit. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not um, going to take over, but you know, just a, a small concern. So that's why I got him. I got him at nine, actually. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that's fine. Um, who you have at number eight? At number eight, I got Melvin Gordon. Oh, oh. me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about him. I know that's your boy. We're we're both both big Melvin Gordon fans on here. Apparently, I thought I was way higher on on Melvin Gordon than than you were. I mean, everything about Melvin Gordon points up towards to me. Like outside of his of his rookie year, you know, he got off to a slow start. He only had six hundred rushing yards his his rookie year. But these past two seasons, he's had over a thousand rushing yards. Well. 997. I wish he would have just got three more rushing yards in 2016. We can, we can give him that. that. Anyways, um, he's had, he's averaged a thousand rushing yards per season. There we go. Dude can catch out of the backfield as well. I think, you know, Austin Eckler or the dude they dropped, was it Jackson from Northwestern? Mm-hmm. That, that, doesn't really, that doesn't really scare me at all. I don't think they're going to take away from his, his pass catching. He's about a 50, 55 reception type of guy. He gets in the end zone. He has a nose for the end zone. That's what I love about Melvin Gordon. So last year he had eight rushing touchdowns and four receiving touchdowns. And the year before that he had 10 rushing and two receiving. So, I mean, I don't see that going down at all. I think he's going to be good for like 12 touchdowns. And I know that's harder to predict, but I just love the system that, that he's in there in San Diego or Los Angeles. My bad. Yeah, they're a good team, man, and that's part of why I got him ranked where I do is he has the guaranteed volume on a good team with a good quarterback that knows how to move the chains, that's known for knowing how to get into the end zone. And he's, like you said, I, I like Justin Jackson. I, I think he is going to be the whatever the second guy gets to do, he's going to be that guy. But Melvin's going to get his 300 touches, you know, 250 on the ground and probably, you know, 50 catches. So he's locked in there, man, with the volume. 
Absolutely. They, they bolstered up that defense, too. I think yeah. that helps That helps them. Yeah, that's ton. part of it, too. It's similar to my argument for Leonard. You know, they're going to be in, in control of a lot of games. So, that's that's good for Melvin. Yeah, they were they were getting beat in a lot of games last year, and they had to pass the ball a ton in the fourth quarter. I don't I don't see that this year. I think they're gonna they're gonna be a pretty dominant team in the NFL. So that division again, I like that brutal. more for Gordon. Oh yeah, it is. I think they're gonna be in a lot of smash mouth old school football games, and as long as as long as Melvin Gordon can can hold up, that's really like I said. There's always a question mark, and and his health is kind of kind of the question mark for me there, but. I love him. I'll, I'll lock him in at number eight. I'm fine with that. Who's your number nine? Number nine, I have Christian McCaffrey. I love him. I got him at number ten. So, oh, that's not too far off. So, as we we kind of mentioned him earlier with C.J. Anderson coming in, I don't think that's gonna gonna take away anything from from Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Jonathan Stewart was there last year. He got plenty of work. Um, Christian McCaffrey is going to be around, you know, 115 to 130 rushes every year. Last year, he got 113 targets. That's what I love about Christian McCaffrey. He's so elusive. You can put him anywhere on the field. He's going to get touches every game, no matter what the score. You can't game script him out. And I just think he has a really, really solid floor. And I love that for a fringe RB1. I'd be, I'd be fine. Um, if some of these other guys went early to to take Christian McCaffrey as my RB one, he's gonna get over a thousand scrimmage yards every year, guaranteed. Yeah, if you're playing PPR, I mean McCaffrey is is locked and loaded. Think about like prime Danny Woodhead, you know the best years that he had. Like McCaffrey's that plus, and he's on a good team. We, we know how I feel about Cam. Like I I love McCaffrey being with Cam for the future. Just being, especially when you know when Olsen leaves, he might be getting a hundred catches a year. Like honestly, because that guy, he he might be their best route runner on the, you know. Well, I got I know they got DJ Moore now, but he's always going to be a part of the offense. Like you said, he can't get scripted out of the game. He's he's locked and loaded there, and he's super young. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. I love him there. So at number ten, I have I have your boy Leonard Fournette Leonard. down at number ten. So a little lower than you do, but you've pretty much said everything that needs to be said about Leonard Fournette. I I did. I'm coming around on, on Leonard Fournette. Um, I understand that he's a great NFL running back, and he's probably going to get a ton of touches, which volume is king in, in fantasy football. So I will say that I probably – I don't own any Leonard Fournette just because a lot of people have him, like, inside their top five, and I'm I'm not that high on him. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you – know, the only knock on Leonard is the ankle. And, you know, I know we talked about him already, but – there's, you can make an argument about injuries for a lot of these guys in the top ten. So, I mean, that's kind of – you know, at least true. it's only one ankle. You know, Lev Bell's had several types of injuries. <laughs> David Johnson, multiple injuries. So, that's that's part of the game. You know, you just got to go out there and play. So, if he's on the field, we know what he can do. Who's your number 11? Number 11, I have Devonta Freeman. Hey, I, I like him getting some respect. Talk about him. So that, like you said, like I feel like this guy's just not getting any respect at all. I mean, he's still pretty young. He's only been in the league for I think this will be his fifth year in the league, um, and his the first year. I mean, he pretty much didn't didn't play. So every year since his rookie year, he's been on pace for over a thousand rushing yards. Last year, he only played in fourteen games, so he topped out at eight sixty five. But still, I mean, he just got paid. This is the running back of the future. So, on that offense, I love Devonta Freeman. You know he's going to get north of 60 targets every year. In 2015, he got almost 100 targets. So, he's one of those guys that is going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to be in, involved in the goal line carries. And whenever you get mix those two things together, you don't find that very much. So, I mean, I just don't understand all the hate for Devonta Freeman. I mean, he finished as an, the RB1 just a few years ago. So... I think people just kind of sleep on him because he's he's pretty steady. You know, he doesn't really blow up a lot. He he had some down weeks last year, but the Falcons were just down in general. But like you said, he's the guy they paid. Tevin Coleman's going to be going after this year, and he's been a consistent RB one now for three years in a row. I mean, what's not to like? He's a great target in dynasty leagues because he's not valued where he should be. I, I got him at thirteen, but. You know, if he finishes in the top ten, it's not going to surprise us at all. He's a he's yeah, a quality he's, football player. 
he's one of those guys if you you know if you go uh wide receiver early or you draft a quarterback early in a super flex or whatever he's one of those guys to to target as your rb1 and he'll be super super pleased with him i think so yeah i, I love Devonte freeman yeah my number 11 is dalvin cook and you know, you can make an argument for this guy to be in the top 10. You can make an argument for him to be, you know, around 15, you know, because we're really not sure. There, you know, it's, it's a lot of projections with him because it was only four games, but his four games were so good. And he's got the college pedigree. We saw how good he was in college. I'm just a believer in this guy. Can't wait to see him play this year with that quarterback upgrade, too. Oh, yeah, I'm right along with you with Dalvin Cook. He's actually my number, my number 12. So not going to disagree disagree with you there i mean in the few games that we did see him play i think he played in what four games three and a half mm-hmm. games yep. um he averaged almost five yards a carry and he had 11 receptions for 90 yards so i mean he's in the sh- in the small sample size that we've saw i mean he's gonna be a great nfl running back and i mean jared mckinnon is gone mm-hmm. so and they did they have latavius murray behind that might take away from like his goal line carries but i mean i'm fine with that um, I have a, I actually have an interesting trade for you. Okay. Speaking of of Dalvin Cook, so this is a super flex. Um, so we got Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Larry Fitzgerald, or Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook, and Chester Rogers. Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook. Yes. <laughs> I mean, easy. I mean, that's yeah. That's what one of um, someone was was messaging me the other day about that, and I mean. The drop from Le'Veon Bell to Dalvin Cook for me isn't nearly the drop from from Deshaun Watson to Big Ben. Yeah, and then Fitz is, so, is one year of, of solid exactly. production, but it's just one year. One year. So yeah, I mean, I that's what people are people are like. They're kind of afraid of Dalvin Cook still, um, which is fair. It's it's fair, but I don't think you should be. I think he's still a top 15 running back no matter which way you – I mean, barring injury. I think they're going to give him the ball, and I think he's going to excel. So I don't see how anything other than injury is going to prevent him from being a a top 15 running back, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wanted to run even more aggressively, but I had to Me too. kind of pull it back a little bit just because of the sample size, but it won't take long. Who's your number 12? That was that was my number. Okay, 12, I got Dalvin you. Cook well, my number twelve is a rookie, and his name Ooh. is Darius Geis. Okay, and we, you know, I've I've spoken about him on the show several times. Uh, you know, watched his whole career at LSU. He's just he's really fucking good, and he went to a good spot. They have Chris Thompson, but he's not exactly a great you know picture of health. They have a really good offensive line and a smart quarterback. Uh, just I believe in the guy again. It comes down to that. He's gonna have the volume. Samaje Piran is garbage. Rob Kelly's garbage. He's gonna immediately get two hundred, two hundred twenty-five carries probably this year. And just knowing the talent that he has, I expect him to be great. So I ranked him appropriately. So you're not worried about you know his draft stock zero. I don't know what the fuck that I'm, was. I don't I don't know what don't, it was, but I don't. See, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm fine. With- I'm fine with that. He's he's actually my next ranked um, rookie running back. So I, I have him a little lower. I have him at 18, but he is my next ranked rookie running back. So I totally agree with you on that. I just pulled up ADP, and he's the 14th overall running back, um, and and start up two quarterback ADP. So yeah. you know people people still believe. I think that's I think that's so that about third right. round, early third or late second. Yeah, yeah, around the um, he's forty second overall. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Who you have at number thirteen? That's where I got Freeman. And we we talked okay. about that guy. So who you got there? So I'm gonna gonna plant my flag in this guy at number thirteen. Plant it. I got I got Joe Mixon. Okay. Talk about so it. so he came into the league last year and everyone was super hyped. You know this. 20-year-old running back, getting Le'Veon Bell comparisons. And he went to the Bengals, which uh, I didn't really love the fit. Their line sucked. Um, you got Jeremy Hill and Geo there. So he didn't have that great of a year by any means. You know, 600 rushing yards and um, under 300 receiving yards. He showed big play capability, though. 
they didn't really give him much of a chance last year. And this year, Jeremy Hill's gone. They've got – they've redone their entire offensive line. So, I think their line's going to be a lot better. And I think this is the – I think they're just going to give them give a chance, see what they have in, in Joe Mixon. If they don't, they're stupid, first of all. <laughs> but I really think that they're just going to try and, and pound the ball with, with Joe Mixon. And I'm not really too worried about, about Geo. If I'm not mistaken, I think he might be in his last year of his contract. Yep. So I'm not really – I look for them to go more towards Mark Walton and that. And, I mean, Joe Mixon can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So I think he's going to be involved in, in all facets of the game. And like I said with Christian McCaffrey, I don't think he's one of those guys who's going to get game scripted out. Bengals are going to be losing a lot of games because they're not a, a great NFL team. I think Joe Mixon's still going to be just as involved. I think he's going to – Definitely get more touchdowns than he got last year. So might be a little bullish on him this high, but I believe in I believe in Joe Mixon. Yeah, I got him at fifteen, so not too far off from you. And I believe in the talent of the guy. I, I really don't believe in the Bengals like at all. No. Um, me either. And I you're more optimistic than me. I don't expect him to be any better this year than they were last year. I do think he'll get the volume though. Um, which is why I got him at fifteen, honestly, but he does have a chance, you know, if the Bengals bounce back. We could see him really explode, but I like Mark Walton. So, even after Geo goes, I do think Mark Walton will be involved and in that, you know, there'll be some sort of split there with the passing down work. But he, he's going to have every opportunity to succeed, man. And he – a lot of people had him ranked, you know, 101 last year, 102, just depending on what draft you were in or who you were listening to. Um, the Le'Veon Bell comparisons were pretty lofty. Uh, but we'll see, man. He's he's definitely got the the profile for it. Yeah, the talent is there. Yeah. He just I I think the opportunity is key. Like I said, he didn't get any opportunity last year, and the games that he did get opportunities in, I mean, you saw him break an eighty yard uh, pass for a touchdown. I mean, he broke a couple big runs. Like he flashed. He's an electric player. Yeah, he's he showed me just enough to to not lose faith in him for sure. Who you got at fourteen? Number fourteen. I actually – so a few weeks ago, I actually didn't even have this guy in my rankings because I kind of forgot about him. I, it was more than a few. It was a few months ago. Um, it's Jarek McKinnon. Okay. So I don't I don't really love Jarek McKinnon, but I'm coming around on Jarek McKinnon. One, because I love where he is. I think that's the perfect spot for Jarek McKinnon. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a wizard with running backs. If you look back to his time with the Falcons, I mean – they were getting almost 190, 200 targets passing to their running backs. Carlos Hyde had 88 receptions last year, or 88 targets last year. So I think he has a very, very solid floor just with all the passing volume that he's going to get. And they didn't draft anyone, and they haven't brought anyone in. So I think it's going to be the Jarek McKinnon show. And I think this offense is on the up and up, so I'm pretty excited to – to see what him and Jimmy GQ can do together. And I have i don't really like having him rank this high, but, I mean, there's – I think the upside is just more than, than a lot of these other guys below him. So, yeah, I'll go with it. I got him at 16. I mean, what what is he, 25 years old? He's a yeah. supreme athlete. I mean, legendary combine, for, if you care about stuff like that. And the opportunity is going to be there. I mean, like you said, the 49ers, that was a primetime landing spot for a running back. And they didn't draft anybody. Uh, they got Jer- Jeremy McNichols is there. Joe Williams, who they pounded the table for. Matt Breida looked good. But I think McKinnon's going to obviously be the guy based on the money. So I got him at 16, not very far from you. 14, I got Derrick Henry. And I know he's a pretty polarizing guy in the dynasty community. But I'm a believer in him. He is a freak monster of a man who, if, if given the opportunity, which I fully expect him to get, you know, 200, 220 carries, he's going to be a 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown guy. I Honestly, I think that's his floor. And he could really explode. Deion Lewis has not exactly, you know, been healthy his whole career either. Similarly, Chris Thompson thing with Geis. So I'm not really scared of Deion Lewis. Even if he's involved, Henry's going to be the guy for me. So what do you think about him? I like Derrick Henry. Um I don't want to like Derrick Henry anymore. I'm I'm tired of it, but I have him at 16 as well. So I'm with you. I agree with everything you said. Like he's going off every time. Every time I don't want to like Derrick Henry, I just look at the guy. I'm like, how is he not going to be a, like? 
those legs, like no homo, but ooh. And he's not hurt. slow either. You know, like he can move. <laughs> he's fast. He's a very underrated pass catcher. Like I, I love it. I mean, it's one of those things. I was looking up some stats on him the other day, and it's just game to game. Like against the Jags last year, whenever uh, Demarco was out, he had like twelve carries for like forty-eight yards, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's trash." And then uh, I think it was it was against the Chiefs in the playoffs. He just went off. He had like a hun- over 150 rushing yards and a, a touchdown. So I mean, that's his. I don't. I don't really believe in his floor, but I think his ceiling is super high. So he's kind of one of those riskier players for me, for sure, for sure. But I mean, I'll take the chance, especially. I mean, last year he was a, a top 10 guy for a lot of people. So if, if you can let him slip to you know the 15 to 20 range, I'll I'll take him. I'll scoop that up all day. Yeah, the, the Titans were just a down team last year in general. I mean, I, I just I, I expect them to just be better, honestly. I mean, just positive Yeah, they aggression. fired their coach for, for a reason. Yeah, I mean, they, that... they brought in uh, LaFleur, wasn't he, was he with yeah. the Rams? So I, I expect some the Sean creativity. Sean McVay um, coaching tree, so I like that. That's all that offense needs, I think, is, is some creative minds. Some, I mean, they have all the talent in the world. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love – Corey Davis and Marcus Mariota this year as well. I think that offense is is on on par to be you know the Rams of this year. Like I really think they could take a huge step forward. So and that bodes well for for Derrick Henry. Absolutely. So uh, fifteen and sixteen, I got Mixon and McKinnon. So if you got anybody different there, um, I actually I I still have I have Mark Ingram at number fifteen. Okay. So that might be a little a little bullish as well. With especially with the recent recent news of his suspension, I don't really know what that's about. I think he he saw Derrick Henry, and he's like, <laughs> "Man, I need to I need to to balk up, be like my boy." But no, I, I don't really know what's going on with him. Uh, I believe he's in the last year of his contract. That is correct as well. So that kind of scares me too. But that being said, I mean he's been an RB one for the past eighty five seasons. So I mean you can't deny production so i think whenever he does come back fresh legs right so um he's getting up there in age he he just turned 28 so i think he's got a a few more good years i might be a little too high on him but i i love mark ingram um every time i don't i just watch watch the dude play and he's a great he's a great running back yeah he he is a great running back i i got him buried um I wasn't going to be bringing him up in our top 20 show. Sure. But um, just because he's I don't, he's not going to be on the Saints after this season, man, that's the only thing. As far as this season right here, he's a great buy low. He's a great you know championship team addition. He will help you win your league this year because he's going to be good. Like you said, he's been RB1 forever. But if he's not in New Orleans, you know, I don't know what his future holds. So that's kind of why I got him buried. But I don't blame you, man. I mean, I got Mark Ingram all over the place. He's a yeah, really good. He's a really good player. That makes sense too. It's kind of hard, especially doing you know dynasty rankings. Whenever you you have so much to to throw in there, like a lot of this just comes <clears> down to like you said, it's just team specific. Right. Like if you're a win now team, then I'd want Mark Ingram all Absolutely. day. Absolutely. But if you're not, if you're kind of like a build for the future team, I'd probably rather have Nick Chubb. So exactly. I mean, it's just one of those things like. None of these are, are concrete. It's it's all team dependent, in my opinion. But I don't know. I I guess I just have a little bias and put Mark Ingram a little high up there. <laughs> uh, he, he's really good, man. Speak, speaking of Nick Chubb, that's my number seventeen. All right, all right. Tell us a little bit about a little bit about the Chubb. <laughs> well, if you just look back to his college days, I mean, twenty fourteen, he was the god running back that everybody was gushing over, and he had a catastrophic knee injury everybody was worried about him and he he came back and he looked just as good to me uh and he went to a team that I believe in I know you believe in they got a good offensive line Carlos Hyde will probably be involved this year but they can easily get out of that contract after this year and Duke Johnson's in his last year of his contract Nick Chubb is in line to explode man it's just a matter of time he's paired with Baker Mayfield Jarvis Landry's there and Joe there Josh Gordon just it's beautiful and I believe got him at number seventeen. I love the guy. I don't hate it. I um I have Nick Chubb at twenty one just because 
it's one of those things again, like I don't, I don't know this year. I don't think, see, I'm more on the side that I think Carlos Hyde's going to get some, get more work. Um, obviously more work than Chubb, but I think he'll get more work than, than what's expected or what I think they should. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate Nick Chubb, especially for the future because Carlos Hyde's easily gone next year if they want out. And then Duke Johnson is a free agent as well. So I love Nick Chubb for the future. Um, where was that? Was that 17? Yeah, man. Okay. I have Jordan Howard at number 17. That's my number um, 18. So go ahead and tell us about that guy. So, I mean, he just kind of took the league by storm his rookie year, rushed for over 1,300 yards. He actually, ever his biggest knock is his, his pass catching, and he sucks at catching the ball. That's I terrible. hate that. I hate that. Um, he's still, I mean, he can if he has to. Kind of. He had 23, uh, 23 receptions on 32 targets. So that's not as bad as what I thought it was going to be. So, but Tariq Cohen's, that's, that's his game. So that's why I have him a little bit lower. If not, I mean, he'd be a, an RB1 for me if he could freaking catch the ball. But anyways, the, the rushing is undeniable. I mean, the dude averaged, you know, five and a half yards a carry and then just over four yards a carry last year. And those boxes were loaded. They didn't have any offensive weapons whatsoever. Everyone knew what was coming. Everyone knew they were running the ball up the middle with Jordan Howard, and he still got it done. Um, I think he had like a 40% bust rate, though, Oof. because he was very touchdown dependent. So that's kind of scary whenever it comes to Jordan Howard. But as far as I'm concerned, Jordan Howard is like the perfect RB2. So if you can get like kind of like a PPR guy as your RB1, so you're looking at like Christian McCaffrey or even oh, like even, you even like McCaffrey and Howard. That's perfect. Even for like me. for me, like even Jarek McKinnon as yeah. your RB one. And I mean, because Jordan Howard's not going to give you that four, but man, he can he'll win you weeks. And I really like what the Bears have done in the offseason, bringing in all these weapons. I think it's gonna gonna take away the pressure. Um, they're not gonna be able to stack the box with Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller getting thrown to by. Mitch Trubisky, I look for him to take a huge step forward. And the last thing is um is Nagy, their, mm-hmm. their new coach. What he did whenever he took over the play calling in, in Kansas City, he fed Kareem Hunt the ball. So I think that's that's a positive for Jordan Howard as well. Yeah, I expect Jordan Howard to probably lose a little bit as far as snap share goes because I do expect Tariq Cohen to be properly used now since they have a, a coach that knows a little bit something about what he's doing. But um, I expect Jordan Howard to be way more efficient because the team's just going to be better in general. Like you said, there was no weapons last year. Now you have a dominant number one type of wide receiver, a really good tight end. You drafted another really good wide receiver. You drafted a speed you – know, acquired a speed wide receiver. You know, it's just – it's all culminating into what should be a really good team and a good offense. So I expect the touchdowns and the yardage to be there. And like you said, if this dude knew how to catch, man, I mean – but he he's really bad. I mean, he's really he's bad. bad. Even when he does hands. catch the ball, it's, he bobbles it. Like it's just it's really hard to watch. You would think a guy, you know, you're a professional. You should be able to get better. Like <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Like I really, I I can't. I don't understand why he can't catch the ball. If I can do it, I can go outside and catch. You know, swing passes pretty fluidly, and I'm not a supreme athlete like Jordan Howard. So don't. hopefully he can pick it up. Can't we'll get see. any worse, right? Uh, of course not. <laughs> so at 18, I have guys. So you've already talked about him. So who do you have at 18? Uh, 18's my where I got Jordan Howard. So I moved to 19, and and this is I have rookies at 19 and 20. Um, okay. And it rhymes with 20. It's Rashad Penny. <laughs> That's my number 19. Um, 20. I, 20 doesn't rhyme with Penny. Rappers these days can make that rhyme. Come on, man. <laughs> Um, but it, mainly it comes down to the draft capital, even though I thought that was a t- terrible pick, um, almost as bad as the Sonny Michelle pick. But he's going to be their three-down back. Pete Carroll already came out and said that. And despite the fact that I don't think they have a very good offensive line, just playing with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, he commands respect, um, and he's mobile. So there should be some running lanes there, and he should be in line for 200, 250 carries, and he, he has a, a three-down back you know, profile. He um he should have the opportunity to be good. I'm not a huge fan of the player, but I have to rank him here based on the opportunity and the draft capital. I gotcha. That was Penny at 19. Yeah. 
So I have him at 27. I'm a little lower on, on Penny just because, you know, what you said. Um, at number 19, I have Tevin Coleman. I love that. So, so this goes into – Tevin Coleman's one of my favorite, you know, buy kind of low candidates this year. Um, one of those things looking towards the future. First of all, I mean, this is only his, his fourth year in the league, so he's still relatively young. He's more than proven, in my opinion, whenever Devonta Freeman's out. He, he tears up. Even with Devonta Freeman, he's still, you know, a flex play. So, good. So I love it. I love it. And this is the last year of his contract. I mean, there's probably a 0% chance that the Falcons are bringing him back after paying Devonta Freeman. So he could be like the Jarek McKinnon of, of next year. Or next year, he could be like the Jarek McKinnon of this year. So I'm going to go ahead and, and try and get him everywhere I can before the price goes up because the price is going to go up. It's going to skyrocket um, mid-season into next off-season. So that's why I have him at, at number 19. Yeah, I got him at 21, and I wanted to put him ahead of the two rookies that I have at 19 and 20, but I, I didn't just because of this year. I think you know the impact that those rookies could have probably be a little bit more than Tevin. But like you said, he's the buy-low guy. Like He's the guy this year to buy-low for 2019. I'm not really sure where he's going to go because a lot of the spots seem to have been filled up, but we know how the NFL works. There's always yes. going to be seats open. So he's explosive. I mean, when they first had him and Devontae a couple of years ago, I kind of thought he would be the guy. Me too. It, it didn't work out that way, but he he's really talented. And I think I think it's well known across the league how good he is. And an interesting spot for him I think we could look at is – San Francisco, because there's we don't know about Jarek McKinnon. There's a lot of question marks there. He played with Shanahan before, so that might be something to keep your eye on. You know, if Jarek's not really doing well this coming up season, they could be in the Tevin Coleman sweepstakes. But Absolutely. I, I love Tevin Coleman, man. Another thing that I thought about with Tevin Coleman is, so, say the Steelers let Lev Bell walk. Oh, my God. Perfect. I mean, and they get, like, a little cheaper option and a, a – a great running back. So, I mean, that's another option. I think, like you said, there's going to be enough turnover in the off season, um, you know, injuries, people not working out. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super worried. I think he'll find, it's just the right fit. There'll probably be four or five places that he could go and probably two or three of them will be perfect. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things, but I'm willing to take the gamble as far as he's fallen and um, as cheap as he is right now. Cause like I said, I mean, you can still play him, so he's still a flex play every week. So it's not like he's one of these guys that you just have to, to buy and then kind of wait on. So that's Absolutely. why I like Tevin Coleman. Imagine so him in Houston. A, Sorry, ooh, but just imagine him in Houston. That's a good fit, too, because Lamar Miller's washed up. And, and Foreman tours the Achilles. Foreman just doesn't come back, I mean, we've not seen enough of Foreman to – yeah, that would be – That oh, would be man. Awesome. Deshaun Watson and Tevin Coleman and – I think they have a pretty decent wide receiver on that team too, don't they? Yeah, I think he's like the best one of ever. Braxton seen. Miller. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty. <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. Who's your number you twenty? Have, um, number twenty, I have. Ooh, I don't even want to say this out loud. I have Ronald Jones at number twenty. Oh no. So I don't like I don't like Ronald Jones at all, but I get it though. It's I the mean, best spot. That was the best spot. It is. Like, I think going into the draft, I was like, the best spot for a running back to go is Tampa Bay. So, even though I'm not the biggest Ronald Jones fan, like, I can't let him slip that far. So, I've I've got him as my number 20. I think he's going to get all the opportunity in the world. I mean, he's got – I don't hate Peyton Barber, but let's face it, Ronald Jones all around should be a a way better running back than than Peyton Barber. That being said, if I own Ronald Jones, I'd make sure I have Peyton Barber. 100%. but yeah, I think I think Ronald Jones at twenty is that's about about where he, he should be. Kind of a, a low end RB two with tremendous upside. Yeah, I got him at twenty two, right behind Tevin. <clears throat> um the Bucks were my favorite spot in the draft. My second favorite spot was the Lions. That's why I got carry on at twenty. I like carry on a little bit more than, than Ronald Jones, but they're they're pretty similar. I mean, they got equal opportunity. They're gonna be the guys coming in. Um carry on's got Theo Riddick. Ronald Jones has got Peyton Barber, two different backs, types of backs, but they both have three down upside potential. So we'll see if they can can do that. But I like carry on, man. I like the first of all, I like Matt Stafford. The whole offense is good. And they've been 
oh my god, they've been waiting for a running back for so long. And this guy is good. He got the left bell comps. We've heard that as far as the way he runs, his size, and all that. So he's going to have the opportunity, definitely. But uh, Ronald Jones will too. So I don't blame you for having him there. Another rookie running back that I like a lot is Royce Freeman. I think he's going to have a lot yes. of opportunity. So um, underrated. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, at the end of the day, I think he could easily. I mean, he might be the second best running back this year for fantasy. I would not be surprised at that at all just because i mean it seems like all these guys a lot of these guys are in really good situations but let's face it a few of them aren't going to work out i mean and there's no way for us to know until until we see it so royce freeman's another guy that i'll definitely keep my eye on um who's a guy outside of your top 20 that that you want to talk about that was a good one right there royce freeman because i think he's got a fucking really good chance to be kareem hunt or this year's version of kareem hunt absolutely Um, Let's see, a guy that's outside of there, uh, Tariq Cohen. I oh, think he is – he's going to be – if you're playing PPR, he's a you know, later round guy, probably, what, eighth, ninth round. I don't really know what his ADP is, but he's going to be really good. He's going to be involved. I think he's going to be up around 70, 80 targets, and what he could do with that many targets is scary. If he just gets around you know, 75 to 100 carries, obviously Howard's going to be a workhorse, but Cohen is so explosive. And we saw that last year. Even They didn't even want to put him on the field, and the fantasy stats were still there because he was that good. So having a creative mind in there, he, he's exciting, and he's not that expensive. So that's a good guy to go out and get. Yeah, if I had to pick, like, two second-year player, my guys, this coming into this year, one would be Tariq Cohen and the other would be Chris Godwin. Both of those guys I really huh. love going into their second year. Good news so, about Chris Godwin this week. Oh, I know. I know. And I looked on all my rosters to try and get him, and I'm like, man, I, I own him in like 90% of my leagues. So <laughs> yeah, you can't, do. Can't even trade for him. Um, one more guy I want to talk about. Actually, I got two more. Mm-hmm. Duke Johnson. I've got like him in number, 20, I got him in number 26. I think, well, this year he's still going to be good. I mean, he caught 74 balls last year. He's still RB2. That's crazy to me that he can still finish that high and just get completely overlooked like he does. But it's kind of those type of backs that, that get overlooked. And, you know, I think the Browns are going to improve a lot, but I still think they're going to, they're not going to be blowing people out. So, and if they do stick with Tyrod, like they say they're going to remember what Tyrod and Shady did. Mm-hmm. He loves the short, he loves the check down. So I think that bodes very, very well for Duke Johnson. And he's a free agent after this year. I think someone's going to pay Duke Johnson. Yeah, I like Duke, man. Who's your other guy? The only other guy, it's kind of gross, but, I mean, you can get this guy in, like, on the waivers in most leagues or the last round of your startups. It's Darren Sproles. Oh, God. That's I, think he's got a, I, think, I think he's got a year left in him, okay? I know he's 34, but, but hear me out. He's going to the best team in the NFL, okay? They signed him, so they obviously they believe in him still. I think they want to make another Super Bowl push, obviously. I think they're going to – I mean, last time – he didn't play last year because he was hurt. But, I mean, he had almost 100 rushes, and he had 72 targets in the passing game. So, I think he's still got still got a little little bit of juice left. And the only other running backs there are Jay Ajayi and, and Corey Clement. I think both – as much as you want to think Corey Clement's a third down back, he's not. Like, if you just watch his college tape and you look at his build, like, he's he's a lot closer to Jay Ajayi than he is a Darren Sproles. So, I really think Darren Sproles is going to – he's going to be their third down back, in my opinion. <laughs> I could be totally wrong, but I don't think you bring a guy back if – they didn't draft anyone. So, I think – I don't know. I think he's going to be involved in their offense at least a little bit. He's free. He's free. Tell you what, man. We we never disagree. We never disagree ever. Yes, we disagree. All right, I want to talk yes. about Corey Clement because that's the guy I want. Like no questions asked. I want Corey Clement. Oh, I and, love and every every draft I'm doing, startup, redraft, whatever. Because I don't think Jay Ajayi is that good. Uh Darren Sproles, I don't know why they brought him back. Like I I think maybe a locker room type of deal, no, loyalty. No, man. He's uh, the, the guy almost died on the football field. Corey Clement is a baller, and I he expect is. him to be their running back of the future, and he is not priced appropriately. So now is the time to go get him. The Super Bowl was just a flash of what he can do. Um, 
he was undrafted. He's always kind of been under the radar. But every time he got on the field last year, he showed how good he didn't have a three touchdown game when he was like the yeah. fourth back on the rotation. Like yep. he he's fucking good. You know, like that's just the best way to put it. And he is he's not cheap, you know. What do you gotta pay? A late second for him probably, early third in some leagues, yeah. but definitely worth it though. Oh my god, he's so worth it. And he's you know, if you're doing a zero R B type of deal, he's the perfect target. Um and I'm not really worried about Darren Sproles, so that'll be interesting to see. We'll keep that in mind as we move through the season. But see, I, I think I think Corey Komet is going to take over like Ajayi's role more than because I mean the dude's like five eleven, two fifteen. I mean he's a grinder. Yeah, that's like, fair. He's a, he's a big guy, so that's that's why I like I like Clement more than Jay Ajayi. Like if I like, I honestly, think Clement could be a three down back. Like I, yeah. I, I really do. See, that's see he he could be close. I think this year. I think this year Darren Sproles is going to be their third down back. I think he's got one more. They, but um, I totally agree with you. Is he still there? I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, that, <laughs> that's Darren Sproles, right? I mean, that's who they drafted yeah. to be Darren Sproles. This is true. So this is true. Maybe that guy's involved and Darren Sproles is not even on the team when they start the season. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. That's, that's interesting. We'll I can't wait. Mind. I can't wait. Every he is free. I'll give you that. Like so, why? Yeah, not? that's what I'm saying. Why not? I mean, that's that's why I said it's kind of gross, but I mean, it's worth a shot. If you're going for for a title, you're weak at running back. I mean, yeah, throw him on the end of the roster. Exactly. Who cares? Who cares? That's fair. Look, Corey Clement so, for the win. For the future, Corey Clement all day. Love from that guy. Wisconsin. Yeah. Jay Big Ten running backs. Sell Big Ten Jay running backs are the Jay. best. Ooh, that should be a like a hashtag for the podcast this week. Sell Jai. Hashtag sell Jai. Yeah. All right. If I can, man, Jai is hard to spell though. That's people might mess that up. Sell the Eagles running back with dreads. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, follow the Dynasty Football Dominators at DF Dominators. Uh, send us any questions that you have. Hit us up. DM. Um, we're going to try and have some guests on preferably starting next week. We're going to try and get like more, a set schedule, but it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get on it. Bear with us. Uh, we promise probably. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have some guests on, but in the meantime, follow me at, at wacky pappy and follow Jake at dynasty studs with a Z. Got anything else? No. For making it through the whole episode without crashing. This is the first time it's made it this far. So, Woo. Now, now it's going to get deleted and no one will ever hear this. 1,000%. But, <laughs> you jinxed it. You yeah, idiot. Yeah, that was bad. Why? <laughs> uh, hashtag sell JJ. That's all I got, man. All right. Sounds good. Later. Later.